Hello, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome to season two of Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. I am your host, your encouraging brother Joshua, and I just want to say that I'm so grateful for everything that the Lord has done in my life. He is a mighty God, and He is a healer, He is a deliverer. Um, I'm just so grateful to be in his care because that's what's happening. I'm under the care of the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're in Christ, you are also under the care of the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says we can cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. The Lord cares for me. The Lord cares for you. The Lord cares for his people. He is a good good, loving, caring Father. And I'm so grateful to God for what he's doing here in these last hours of time. God has a plan for every single one of us. Now, if you're in Christ, which means that you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, that he will, through the working of the of Holy Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit in your mind, the Holy Spirit in your thoughts. Your faith is that with the working of the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you away from all things that cause division between you and the Lord. So everything that would separate you from being able to touch the throne of God and uh, receive from him. So any sin in your life, uh, the Holy Spirit will guide you and the, the way which you should live and walk that will help you to avoid the sin. Because a wise person will foresee the evil and uh, will, will uh, see the evil coming and hide themselves. But the foolish will pass on and be punished. Because the wages of sin will always equal death. You know, and so the Lord, it's a spiritual death first that you start to die. To, the more you, so when you, if you start sinning after you get saved and you're walking with the Lord, then sin starts creeping in your life. Well, then you're going to start having doubt uh, about the things that the Lord has caused, called you to do. He's going to, you're going to start allowing for doubt to come and Satan will begin to make you doubt your walk with God. He'll doubt that you're saved and, you know, he'll accuse you before the Lord every time you're praying and uh, those seeds go in there. So that then you start to die to things like prayer. You die to hearing God's voice closely if you stay in that condition and you don't repent. Right now, the time that we're living in, God is pouring out his spirit abundantly. He's pouring out his spirit all over in so many people. Uh, all you have to do is just ask for the Lord to give you of his spirit and he will. He's saving lots of Muslim people, are having all kinds of visions and dreams. Um, at this at this point, today is Wednesday, March 22nd, M.I.A., the singer, uh, 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 Paper Plane singer, um, former Paper Plane singer, I mean, it's, it's her song, but she had a vision of Jesus Christ, became saved. Her testimony's out there. Check it out if you haven't heard of it. It is amazing what God is doing. And... Right now is not the time for, the, uh, for people to be super lackadaisical. Right now is the time for people to understand that God has called us all for a purpose, for his purpose. And all we have to do is just be willing. He says if you be willing, that means you're also going to be obedient. 
You know, because if you say that you're willing, but you're not being obedient, then you're not really willing. You know, you're lying to yourself. And sin comes in when we deceive ourselves. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we deceive ourselves by not hanging on to the truth, which is Jesus. So every man is uh, enticed by sin when he is drawn away from God and then enticed. And then when sin has finished, it brings forth death, death. And uh, now is not the time to be walking in death. Now is the time to be walking in life. So we're going to start off season two. And I hope that God just blesses this entire podcast blesses every episode let this be something that the lord uh is able to work in people's lives uh from that he's able to continue to work in my life there's an increase from god happening in my life and i appreciate the lord so much and i appreciate uh you know being able to fellowship with people because we all have a cross to carry folks everybody's got a cross to carry and the devil is really attacking right now He's really on his on, on the on the prowl. He's trying so hard to attack in every way. If he can attack you, he's gonna attack you. And he wants to get you away from your calling. He wants to get you to uh, be offended, because that's a that's an easy one. The devil can he bring he's gonna try to get you to be offended. But when something's to people say stuff to me that's really offensive almost all the time, all the time. There's the it's it's been happening a lot less lately. Well, or I at least I haven't been noticing it. I guess, but. When, when I started getting offended because somebody's saying something, as soon as I get that offense, I'm like, all right, hold on. Let's see. Now, is that – am I offended? Are they saying something against the word of God? Or are they throwing jabs at my flesh? And if they're throwing jabs at my flesh, then I just am going to ignore that offense and crucify it, put it on the cross, nail it there. Because if I'm a dead man, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God, if that is the case, that is Colossians 3 chapter uh i'm sorry colossians chapter 3 that would be verse 3 let me go ahead and go into that real quick i'm going to read that and then i'm going to pray and then we're going to read from the book of titus i believe and this is going to be the format of today so first let me read this uh, colossians chapter 3 verse 3 for ye are dead and your life is hid with christ in god so you shouldn't be offended by anything People can talk about you and say things about your business and you don't you shouldn't be offended by it because you're supposed to be dead. So when your emotions are you're getting upset, I don't like the way this person is saying this or I don't like how that person said good morning to me. You know, they should not have said good morning to me in that way. That's you. So get up on the cross, die, walk in the spirit, be forbearing, be forgiving, be long suffering. Be patient. Be patient, brethren, sister in sisters. Be patient, people. For the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. The hour is very short. Jesus is coming. And now we are about to enter into a new season. This is season two. This is season two. And I love season two because season two, the miracles of God are coming. The miracles of God, the blessing of obedience is about to be poured out on God's people. You see, because things are going to get worse and worse in the world. The world is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But the things of God, we're going to be like Goshen. The people of God are going to be like Goshen. We're going to be unscathed. 
You know, we're, we're not going to see when the famine comes because we are a tree planted by the rivers of the living water. I've never seen the righteous forsake nor his seed begging bread. We are going to be comforted. We're going to be able to comfort other people with the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, because this is the time that we're living in. While it is evil, while the devil is on the rise and he's roaming about like a roaring lion, while he's doing all of everything he can, I know, as should you, he is a defeated foe. And no matter what it looks like, brother and sister, he's going to lose. No matter what it looks like, Satan is going to lose. The demons are going to bow. The power of the enemy is going to be broken. There, uh, he is a defeated foe. Jesus is the Lord. So let's go ahead and pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. I glorify you, Father God, because you are a God of miracles. You are a God of miracles. You are a God of mercy. You delight in showing mercy. You have a plan for everything, Lord. We don't always know the way, but you know the way. You are the way. And, 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 and so, you know, Lord, we, I thank you, Lord God, for, for constantly always affirming your word to us, Lord. Always showing us that if we believe in you, we won't ever be confounded that, Lord, you really have a plan for all of this. And you help our unbelief, Lord. You pick us up. You feed us. You clothe us. You shelter us. We don't have to worry about anything with you, Lord. And I'm so thankful. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for letting season two happen. I'm excited for what you're going to say and do. And I pray that everything that's said here on this uh, episode will be all from you. And that you will get all the glory. And that there will be no more technical glitches or issues. But I know, God, that you work it all out because you're a God who works things out. You work it out. No matter what it is, you work it out, Lord. And I just thank you for that, Father God. I pray that you bless every single person who hears this episode with a special blessing. And then I also pray right now that you bless every single person in your body, uh, Father God. Uh, just bless them anyway, even the ones that don't obviously don't hear this. But bless every Christian, Lord. Let the load be made lighter, Father God, for every one of us. Let your will be clear to every single one of us, Father God, because it's all about you. At the end of the day, none of this is about us, Father God, and it's all about you working in and through us. You said greater things we were going to do and greater things we would be able to do because it's going to be you working in all of us at once. And so I'm just so thankful for that, Lord. I pray that you will um, bind every distraction. I bind every distraction in the name of Jesus. But, Lord, I pray that you do it because you do it so much better than me. Uh, I also, I rebuke you, Satan, but Lord, I, I, I ask you to rebuke the devourer for my sakes, Lord. Re re rebuke Satan, Lord, because when you rebuke Satan, he is for sure rebuked. And Lord, I pray that you will let brotherly kindness never cease. Oh, Lord God, not brotherly kindness where we just pat each other on the back, but Lord, where we are actually bold enough to love each other fervently in your word to make sure that we help each other up because that's what this is about. You don't want us to go over to each other and lay down with each other in our discouragement. 
You don't want us to be in the pit of despair together. You want one person to be able to pull the other person up. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have created us a body, many members, but all members of your body. And as we walk it out in these last days, Lord, just be with us because we need you. Open up our eyes so we can see you. Let us follow you in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So uh, we're going to start off season two. This is going to be, this is very special to me. So um, I started recording this episode uh, and um, it messed up. I had a messed up chord, a short in the chord, so it was messing up really bad. But when I started recording it that day, for some reason, I just pulled out my, my camera. And so it's recording on my phone. So I'm actually going to play that recording on this episode either at probably I'm gonna play that episode because so you can hear that because you know it was just a really strong opening the Lord really came in and um, was there and I was like oh season two and God has done some wonderful things for me behind the scenes he's done some wonderful things for me behind the scenes and um, I'm gonna share them with you as I can share them with you but it's this is a podcast and I, I don't know how I can explain it I'm, I'm not smart enough to be able to explain just the joy and the physical things that God has done, uh, God will give me the words to do that. And that's not me overemphasizing, you know, the Lord is, he is really, really, really good. And sometimes it's hard to put into words what God has done, but he has created a space for me to do this podcast, which is lovely, you know, because sometimes the devil will attack us so hard and so heavy when we are right there. We are, we are just about to make it into the promised land. We are just about to get to our next level. We are just about to, because this, this is a war we're in. This is a war. Every day is a war. Every day there's battle. And every day, even if we fall and there are casualties, we have to know that we have the victory. I prayed the other night and I said, Lord, please don't let me go to bed in, uh, with in feeling like defeat. I'm not going to bed in defeat because I know you, Jesus, have the victory. I know you, Jesus, are the winner. I know you, Jesus, are the Lord. I know, Jesus, you are the captain. You are the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. You have the victory. I'm not going to go to sleep in victory or uh, in, in defeat. I'm going to go. To, I'm going to I will rest in hope. I'm going to rest in hope. I'm going to be quiet from fear of evil. Because I know that the Lord knows me. And that's really what we have to have too, folks, is we have to develop an intimate relationship, not with our emotions or our thoughts of God. We have to develop an intimate relationship with what the Bible says. The God that is dictated in the Bible, we have to do those things intimately. We have to get on the cross, which means you start denying your flesh and deny yourself so that the Lord will embrace you. And we don't let the devil tempt us and pull us off of the cross you know we say no to the evil when it comes because we know the lord doesn't like that and we know that that will push the lord out of our life and get rid of our anointing so as long as we keep saying no to sin no to sin no to sin then we'll keep saying yes to god we'll be available for god's yes when you tell the devil no you'll be available for god's yes 
So keep telling the devil no so that you can be available for God's yes. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, that you will allow everybody that's listening to this, Lord God, to be available for your yes and keep saying no to Satan. Now, what I'm going to do is go ahead and get into, uh, I ask that in the name of Jesus for you religious folk. Everything I say is in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm kidding. Religious people don't listen to me. Only the true believers of the Lord by faith. <laughs> and, you know, I just got to share because this is episode one and then I'm going to get into Titus. But, um, you know, I had a good friend from many years ago. His name's Ivan. And, uh, you know, Ivan, he's just he's always been a good, strong brother. And he went through things as did I. But I hadn't spoken to him in a very you know, he hadn't talked to me in a while, but I kept always texting him scripture. And every now and then when the Lord would give me a little something, or wake me up. Ivan, are you alive? And uh, long story short, but he, he texts me some script, uh, some something, some something of the Lord. He texts me some worship music. Didn't say anything else, but just sent the songs. And it's like we don't ever give up on people you know my mom could have gave up on me when i was out in sin she could have i mean really given up i was uh, i was totally gone away i was into witchcraft and member of lgbt and i was a drug addict you know paranoid hearing voices and you know i i never showed up for me i was totally gone i was an activist you know for the antichrist and uh she could have given up on me but she didn't because uh she had a vision of me saved years ago many many years ago and she always held on to it so at the times when i was destroying my life she would stand on the promise of god knowing you know god you're gonna take care of me. and so in the uh, hold hold on to the promise for your loved ones hold on to the promise for your friends pray for them minister to them send them the, the scripture you know because there's people that i just i love in, in the lord and i really want them to to be in heaven with me um and with jesus i want them to make it i want them to serve the lord with me here on this earth and then you know be in heaven with god you know, that's what I want. And if you are surrendered to the Lord, your number one desire, your main concern should be other lost souls. It's our first love is other lost souls. And so, um, you know, it's 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 just a blessing when, you know, seeing those seeds get watered a little bit. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. And then I got my brother, uh, I'm going to say his name here, Preston. You know, I met Preston, and hopefully I can get him to get on the podcast with me. But Preston, you know, just had a, a, a heart for God. And um, it's beautiful to see these people do things and gravitate towards God. And and then also I'm still at my the church that God sent me to with my church family. Shout out. Shout out to the church family, all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my my second spiritual mother, Monsita, and uh, my sisters, Danica, Aisha, uh, Joanne, um, my brother Tay. You know, this is this is this is these this fellowship is the type of fellowship that's going to keep us safe. So wherever you are, it doesn't matter where you are, but wherever you are, stay there abide with God when you build relationships with people 
You want to build those relationships up. And if the relationships aren't really mending or going in the direction that that's going to, that's good for you, then that's okay. You know, go somewhere where the relationships will work for you. Go somewhere where you'll be built up in your faith and, and just, and, and, and allow God just to nurture those relationships. And because those relationships are going to be good. You know, God is a relationship God, and you must have a relationship. We need to know each other, you know, not in that biblical sense, but we need to know who each other are. You know, mark the examples that you have and, and mark those that are unruly and the weak brothers and the strong brothers and the vessels of honor and vessels to dishonor. Look at them. Pay attention to them because we're all one body. Amen. And the Lord will bring us together. Okay. He will bring us together. He holds us all together. So uh, that said, here, uh, let me go ahead and play that opening. And, uh, you know, I'm just praising and thanking the Lord because it's, it's a lot happening. So let's listen to that opening, and I'll be right back uh, after that with the book of Titus. Here we go. Well, hello, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praising the Lord is the thing to do. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is so good, and uh, the the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. He actually lives inside of the praises of his saints. Thou art holy, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And that would be Psalm 3, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 22, verse 3. Let me go there. Psalm 22, verse 3. Uh, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And we are Israel. When we accept Jesus Christ into our life, we become a part, we become engrafted into the promises that God gave Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And all of this happens through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, who is our God. He is our King. He is our healer. He is the one who delivers. He picks us up. He makes us live. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the enemy says, no matter what's facing us, no matter what comes our way, Jesus Christ causes us to live. Hallelujah. He makes us live. He is the, uh, the Lord God who healeth us. Uh, so he, he makes us live. He, he is, he is, a. Uh, he is the reason why we are here. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the life, and uh, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Now we're going to look at Ezekiel chapter 37, and then we're going to go to verse number, let's go to 5. Let's Ezekiel 37, 5. Uh, first, and then we'll get into six. So he says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Hallelujah, behold, I, saith the Lord, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Now, this is a powerful thing. We know that the Lord breathed uh, into man's nostrils, and man became a living soul in Jesus breathed onto his disciples. Jesus is now the life-giving Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit uh, able to be here, <coughs> to, 
excuse me, in, in the world because man, Jesus, the man, the body, uh, the flesh, uh, Jesus Christ, God, uh, the word of God in the flesh, he, his body ascended up after the grave because the Lord was not suffered to see corruption. So, uh, and also because he lives, so he came out of the grave. You know, there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. There ain't no grave that's gonna hold Jesus down. And so Jesus conquered the grave. And so he ascended up into heaven. And now the, he sent the promise of the Father. He's the comforter. And uh, the comforter, the spirit of truth, is now able to be dispensed. The Holy Spirit, into the hearts of the believers um, by faith. Christ shall dwell in our hearts by faith. And so when the Lord is saying here in Ezekiel 37, verse 6, he says, uh, I'm sorry, verse 5, he says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. We're the bones. Behold, I will cause breath, his spirit, to enter into you, and ye shall live, because he is the life-giving spirit. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. You see, so, so, so the Lord makes us new creations in Christ Jesus. And, and even though flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of God, the Lord completely changes us from the inside out from the way we were before. Before Christ, we had a heart that did uh, all kind of wicked things and was prone to wicked things but then after we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ on his death and then we believe uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead we also believe that his blood shed on that cross has the power to change our uh, to, 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 to change our fate uh, his blood can wash away our sins so that we are able to have life in God and he does this by making us into new creations because after we get saved, then he causes his uh, spirit, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, our comforter, Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts and leads us and guides us moment by moment in the way in which we are to conduct ourselves in order to remain in position to receive from the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to the living God. He is the Lamb of God. He is alive. He is alive forever and ever and ever, and he will never die. The Lord is up in heaven on the throne. He is the King of the universe. Blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. He is King of the universe. He is the bright and morning star. He is uh, the captain of our salvation. He is the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He's beautiful and he's our husbandman and he died for us so that we could come near to God and so that we could be saved and have this glorious freedom that we currently have. And I just thank and praise the Lord for his salvation. I thank and praise the Lord for his mercy. Uh, and I'm gonna pause for just one moment. Praise the Lord. All right. so. Praise the Lord. So God is definitely um, a God of the living. He's a God of the Holy Spirit. He's our constant guide. And, and if you communicate with him constantly throughout the day, he's going to answer you for sure. And he's going to make sure that uh, we stay on the right track.
Speaking of which, we're now about to read the letter of, uh, we're going to read uh, the letter of the epistle of Paul to Titus. Uh, and um, this is a good reading for us because it's going to talk about um, a lot, you know, a lot that's relevant today. I think it's a good idea for people who are uh, new in the faith or might have a, a more difficult time reading their Bible to get into the epistles. You know, for me, when I started reading the Bible, I could really only handle small books. Otherwise, I'd get overwhelmed at the size of a chapter. Like, Ugh. So I started with small books, and I didn't know that some of the smaller books in the New Testament were all, a lot of them are considered milk. Some of them are what's considered meat, and that is like, you know, more tougher spiritual in-depth uh, things, but I knew I was smart enough not to um, put my own meaning onto the word. I once had this brother get mad at me and shake the dust of his feet off against because he said I was one-sided when we were talking about the Bible because he read from an expositor's Bible and said, well, this is what my Bible says, but it really he's going off the interpretation of a man, which could be right uh, per the man, but I was showing him how one of the Psalms and how the entire theme of the Bible is really just about, you know, Jesus Christ. And he's like, well, maybe we need to look at these other two people in the Bible and see what we can learn from them. Uh, you can't learn anything from them. You don't need, especially if you have to investigate their life outside of the Bible. I believe we were talking about the sons of Cori. But, uh, you know, yeah, so it's just very important for us to humble ourselves with the word of God and make sure that when we read it, if we don't understand something, you just skip by it. God will teach you later. If you don't get it, he'll teach you later. You don't have to run to Google or run somewhere else. To you don't have to do that. You can wait. You can do that because the mystery of God is finished and God is going to, he's telling everybody everything now. But, uh, you know, he's doing a quick work. So, amen, you can still pray. You can still get in touch with the old, old Holy Spirit, old Holy Spirit, old Pentecostal Holy Spirit. And I say Pentecostal, but it's not he's not denominational. However, uh, you know, we I believe in tongues. I believe in miracles. Um, I, I actually would like I love the doctrine, the Calvinist doctrine, you know, but uh, but there's all, all kind of other stuff. Ceases, uh, I, I'm no, I'm a Bible believing. I believe the entire Bible. I believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. I also believe there's no private interpretation of this word. I believe the literal translation of the Bible. And I also believe that um, everybody should read it and know it for yourself and don't have an opinion on it until you've read it all cover to cover. Uh, and then you'll keep reading it cover to cover because the Bible's not an ordinary book. It contains the spirit of the living God. And he speaks and he's alive and he gives visions and dreams and he guides us into the kingdom of heaven away from the kingdom of darkness. Because that's another thing is you got to get the sin out of your life if you want to understand what the Bible is saying. If you want to know what the Lord's word means, you have to get the sin out of your life. Because it's very dangerous for you to think that you can understand the Bible, but if you've got sin in your life, then the devil will get in and he will make you put your own meaning above what the Word of God says. And that is your heart being lifted up with sinful pride and you fall into that condemnation of the devil of thinking that your word is God's word. And, it, and that's not true. That's pride. That's evil. And the Bible, we're going to read this in Titus 2 where that will happen to you. Um, if you have sin in your life, so get the sin out of your life. 
and then ask the Lord to write these words in your heart and in your mind and to guide you through it with the power of his Holy Spirit and teach you what you need to know in order to be saved in these last days because the love of many has abounded. That means people are just super accepting of what is evil and what is sinful and what is wicked and, you know, what is good and what is uh, what is good, what is perfect, what is peaceable, those things, people reject them, okay? They reject all the good things, and they only uh, are going to accept what's sinful. So when you're preaching, my pastor, he was preaching a message one day, and he just had to, he's preaching, but then he's, it's like he had to keep checking on people in the crowd because uh, to see if everybody was okay, you know, telling them, hey, don't be mad. I'm just trying to tell you what the Bible says. And it's like, you know what? People don't want to hear what the Bible says. They want to come. So not, not everybody's like this. Real Christians, we want to hear what the Bible says. And everybody in my church is like, yeah, we, we're here. We're with you. We, we want to hear this. But, but, but people don't, people don't want to hear what the Bible says. They want to have. Uh, be uplifted they want to be given a positive message you know and and if you preach the truth to people then the devil will get out of your church he won't want to be there sitting under truthful preaching uh, or or that person will just become dangerously religious and they'll just be rude and just mean to people that's how you can see religious spirits is they're mean to people because this fruit of the spirit is kindness it's not false doctrine and kindness it's sound doctrine bible believing heaven help believing holiness believing but it's also kindness you know and so when someone's like oh that person's religious not because they know the bible front and back and they're correcting you on what you're saying that's wrong that's not religious bro i'm sorry that's not now it can be done out of religious way but paul said you know rather <laughs> One preach Christ of contention, but the other is preach as long as the gospel's preached, as long as sound doctrines preached. That's what's important. Um, but um, that's you know to be re to have a religious spirit is is that they're they're going to be mean, you know, <clears throat> mean. Look at you. you, know, you touch them on the shoulder while they're praying, and they just like bite your face off, like I'm praying right now. <laughs> Super demonic. So you know that's that's and just pray for them. Just pray for them. Don't hate them. Pray for them. You know, they don't want to wear, they want to wear a, a cover up their head and they want to have a beehive hairstyle. Let them, you know, don't talk about the beehive. They don't have to let their hair down just because, you know, you don't live that way. Uh, you know what I mean? Let them because, you know, it's better to be holy than not. It's better to be legalistic than too liberal, knowing that nobody's justified by the law. But in this day and age that we're living in, Keep the devil out. If you are legalistic but super happy, God bless you. God bless you. It's because of your love for the Lord that you want to be as holy, holy, holy. So God bless you for that. Amen. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into the book of Titus. Uh, this is Titus chapter 1. Here we go. Paul, a servant of God and and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect. Okay, so you might hear some people talking in the background. That's just something that happens. Deal with it. Hopefully you'll deal with it kindly, but 
let's keep going. So I'm going to read verse one again. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. So a lot of people are calling themselves apostles and teachers and prophets and stuff like that, but it's not according to the faith of God's elect. It's so that they can puff themselves up to be something that they're not. or And you can see it because they freeze up you know, in their gifts sometimes, or because they have they they have unrighteousness, they're not following after the truth, which is after godliness. So the gifts of God are never to make us uh, superstars and prophesying to make you a special polished, you know, perfect jewel. The gifts of God come from a need within the body of Christ that we can't give to each other. We can't just help each other. You've got something going on that I can't help you with. Therefore, the Lord will be our help. He will bring a gift. He, he, gives, he gives teachers and pastors and prophets and miracles. This is for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's for the building up of God's people. And so when, when people place themselves in these office, they, they must have the fruit of righteousness, which is sown in peace of them that make peace. So them that are uh, walking after godliness. And he's so, and also right here, the acknowledging of the truth. This is also going to deal with a lot of false doctrine and cutting through the fact that uh, when you have doctrine in front of you, that doctrine or that belief about God is supposed to point you in the direction of living a holy life. Any doctrine that you hear that does not immediately point you into living a holy life, is that is from the devil. That's how you can tell that that doctrine is from the devil. And the devil will be trying to preach the gospel here in these last days. The false prophet is preaching his message. And so the way to be able to see through it is if what you're saying allows me to live in sin or if what you're saying causes me to fear the fire. And so the devil might not just say, oh, it's okay for you to live in sin, but he will minimize the cost of your sin. By overemphasizing that that it's grace, you know, they'll just be he'll just sweep it under the rug or just say, oh, it's OK. Oh, well, you really don't have to. It's always going to be the sound of you shall not surely die. But the Bible is very clear. And the Bible tells us that without that holiness, no man's going to see the Lord. And so you can discern the truth by knowing that holiness. Godliness. Paul said, I am a servant of God. And an apostle of Jesus Christ, meaning I have seen Jesus Christ. He also says he's one born out of due time. He's an apostle because he saw Jesus Christ. Like the 12 apostles, they saw Jesus. And so he's, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect. And the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Continuing on, verse 2. In hope. Now, this is godliness, not to make us self-righteous or righteous within ourselves, but this is godliness, verse 2, 
in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due time manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. So Jesus wants us to go out and make disciples, not just go out and, you know, prance around and tell people that we're Christian. No, but do the sticky work of helping people to be molded into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. So that means doing the things that Paul is going to instruct Timoth uh, Titus here uh, to do. And so we're going to read very clearly what we should follow, the example we should follow with deal in dealing with each other and dealing in the church. This is how we do it. And you got to be patient, be especially with me because I'm a talker, but there's such value uh, under just having patience, especially patience to read your Bible and patience to listen to what the Lord might be telling us. You know, because he's the Lord is always pushing us forward. He's always going somewhere. We have to go with the Lord, not before the Lord. And don't be too far, don't be too far behind. You know, stay with God. It is possible if you trust in him. It is possible. Stay with the Lord. He's not cruel. He's not just going to leave without us. Stay with the Lord. So, um, according to the commandment of God our Savior, let's read verse 3 again. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. When you go to the, you can read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, then you preach it, and God is manifesting. He is confirming the word with miracles, with signs, with casting out devils, with healings and tongue. You see, the word is manifested. It is coming alive. Jesus said, greater works will you do. So things, those things have not ceased. They are not done. Now, they're not often demonstrated correctly. However, Satan, uh, we receive everything from God through faith. All right. And so while there might be some women pastors and teachers and preachers in the church, the Lord did say that he was going to be pouring out a spirit upon all flesh. And so make sure before you condemn the woman or tell her to sit down or be quiet, make sure it's not Jesus Christ speaking. Uh, and you, you know, he's just in a woman's body or he's in a, he's, his spirit is inside of that woman believer, that Deborah. You know, make sure that it's not Jesus you're condemning. And when you see that person over there speaking in tongues, you know, make sure you don't call that Satan. Maybe just shut up and don't judge that because you might not know or the devil might be getting you to blaspheme by saying that tongues is not a thing anymore when it very clearly is. You know, um, you have to pay attention to what God is doing. So when I look at those old movements of God where the men of God are all on stage, the stage in suits, and they're all just blowing on each other and, and, and shaking jackets. And it looks foolish. And I think the devil was able to get in there after a while and just be foolish there. But, but God was giving the Holy Spirit to Baptist preachers who were speaking in tongues. Preachers who didn't believe in tongues. Pe people who were hungry, 
for the gift of tongues, which is just a, it's just it's just a sign that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Tongues in themselves is nothing, but people were div people were having a heavenly language. I have seen people praising the Lord suddenly, and then they start to develop a heavenly language. More importantly, the teaching of the heavenly language is a beautiful thing, and you're missing a huge part of God without it. And a lot of the people who preach against it are people who could never get it, but they allow their intellect to surpass the depth that they've reached with God. And so then you'd start to shape and conform your doctrine based on your experiences. Because the Bible clearly says tongues shall cease, not that they have already. Paul also said, I thank God that I speak tongues more than all of you. And he's the same God. Jesus said, these signs will follow the people. They will speak with other tongues, the ones who believe. Not for a short time and then it'll cease. So we have to be very careful not to offend the Lord with our beliefs. And the way to do that is to also help other people to not offend the Lord. And that's what I like to do. That's what I'm doing on this is I am helping you to not be offensive to the Lord. Because that's our job. Now, let's keep going. Verse four. All that was just his opening. All of that was just him saying, hey, Titus, verses one through three. Hey, Titus, guess what? Now to four. To Titus, my own son, after the common faith. Okay, because when we preach to people, the seed of the word of God goes out of our mouths and into their heart by God's spirit and they're birthed. So this is, so you're begotten of the gospel that I preached and therefore you're my son in the faith. Or you recognize the superiority of somebody in the spirit as in you know that you are a toe and they are a uh, front door. Or something and the Lord had puts it in your heart to say hey will you come will you be you know my guide or whatever you can do that none of that is necessary because the Lord is our God yeah, he is our loving father Holy Spirit is our teacher but the Lord again puts us all in the body together and a lot of the times it's good for us to have a solid foundation to be able to stand on we need each other to measure each other we need each other to be you know um, to work with each other. You know, there needs to be an order and a structure to the kingdom of God so that we can operate and function properly and we can make sure that we're all operating according to the word of God or these rules or these principles or these lifestyle uh, ideations that we all hold on to. We all hold on to them together. So if somebody's falling short, then we know that you're falling short because you're not hanging on to the profession of our faith. You are not obeying the word of God. We can all know it because we've all agreed to submit to what the Bible says. You see? So it's very practical as well. We're able to practically see who is a Christian and who is not a Christian. And then when you get people in a church together, you're going to have people that want to be a Christian. They want the benefit of Christianity without actually carrying the cross. And we need to get those people away from the church or, or pray for the Lord to move them out because the problem is, is that the devil will be able to enter individuals like that and bring death. You understand? So at one point, uh, Satan entered Judas 
And Paul prayed also, you know, that they were in perils among false brethren. False brethren, it is a problem. You understand? So um, that's not good to do. Don't be a false brethren. Don't be in perils among false brethren because you are too uh, unchristian to kick somebody out of the church that is living in open sin. And this is a new season. And so in this season, this is going to be seasons of, of, of people receiving a gift from God, receiving the blessing from God. We're going to be receiving healing. We're going to be receiving increase. God is enlarging our borders. He is establishing us. He is straightening us out. People are getting delivered. You know, that movie, Come Out in Jesus' Name, I didn't see it. But mass deliverance has not, that's not the first time that that's happened. Uh, you can look up mass deliverance. That That's a thing. You know, that is a thing. However, I'm just, I was concerned about um, people maintaining that deliverance afterwards because if people aren't careful, then you might, you know, wind up worse than what you were before. You know, so you have to make sure that you once delivered, stay delivered. Don't go back because if you, when you go back, uh, you get, you can get seven times worse. And then it's, it's, then you, you know, it gets harder for you to be saved. And for some people it becomes what's called impossible because you're a reprobate, but those are typically just going to be the people that stop uh, crying out for salvation. If you're bothered by your sin and you're crying out for salvation and not just crying out like, oh, I'm going to have an emotional night and then get back up and let nothing change. No, no, no. You're starting to, things are getting wrecked because you're ready. You know, you're ready to give up everything so that you can have Jesus. You're ready to give up your status. You're ready to give up your position because you know the sin is taking you to hell, that it's destroying your walk with God. So you're ready to give up everything and and to chase Christ. That's different from the person who's out there and just doesn't want to surrender. You understand? So make sure that you surrender um, everything that would separate you from God. Surrender it. And if you need help, get other people involved. You know, get to the church and start telling people, hey, I've got this sin in my life and I need help. Let's stay right here and pray with me so I don't commit it again. Or say, hey, where do you live? Can I come live with you? Because I can't live by myself. Or say, you know what? I'm just going to throw my computer out and I'm not going to have a computer anymore. Or say, you know what? Go and confess that you've been cheating on your wife and then you won't want to go cheat on your wife anymore. You know, you might not have a wife after that, but at least you'll be free. You know, and if you're out killing people, then turn yourself in and so that you can't kill people anymore. Or if your hand is causing you to sin, then chop it off because the soul that sins will die. And without holiness, you will not be in heaven. You might be able to go to church, but you're not going to be in heaven. You, you know, God is merciful to you. You know what I mean? He's merciful to you. People get cursed and you get a curse that falls on you and you just ignore it because you're that hardened with sin. You don't even bother to say, Lord, have I offended you? Is there something that I'm doing wrong? Let me read in the Bible and see where I've done something wrong and let me pray so you can take this plague away from me. I, I came under many curses out in the world, but, but you know what? Being of the Lord... You know, I'm so grateful for my salvation. Uh, one thing to do, just being of the Lord and being happy with God is I'm, I'm going to look up Deuteronomy 28 and see what curses I got. I'm going to just read the word of God and just love the word of God. And I'm going to read through Deuteronomy 28 and be like, yep, I got that one. 
I did that before with some of my friends. It was oh yeah, you got that. Oh yeah, I had that one. Oh, I had that one too. Some people are like, oh, I don't speak that. No, no, no. It's not speaking it. It's acknowledging the truth of God's word that says you'll be cursed if you do those things. And then if you repent, then the Lord will remove those curses. And so, uh, you know, it's okay to to give glory to God's word and say, this is what was done. This is what I, I did that. I, I had that one. Oh, yeah, I was madness was one of mine, you know, and the more humble. And I've, I'll, I'll always keep saying that the more humble you are with God, the more he'll take the madness away. So praise the Lord. Uh, verse four again to Titus, my own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy and peace. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting. The first thing he's doing is setting in order things that are wanting. Look, a lot of the times, you know, we've been getting encouragement. You know what I'm saying? We've been getting lifted up. Uh, in preaching, but let me tell you something. It's we should be setting in order the things that are wanting. Set in order the things that are wanting. When you invite somebody else from a different church to go preach at your church, then that person, the Spirit of the Lord is going to be on that person. They're going to be able to set in order the things that are wanting in your church without knowing anybody in there. Because this is the will of God. This is what God wants. You know, when you're walking in the Spirit of the Lord, then he is going to work his will in and through us. You know, so it doesn't matter uh, if we know this or know that. It doesn't matter who knows what because the Lord knows everything. And it's good to uh, just walk in God's spirit so you can say what the Lord wants you to say and um, let the Lord just use you. You don't need to know what's going on. Just be used by God. Just be obedient to let the Lord speak to you and know that he's going to set in order the things that are wanting. Verse four, I'm sorry, verse five again. For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I appointed thee. Qualifications for elders, okay? And I feel like, you know, where the church is going where the church is now, I think that, you know, if you're sitting in a church with an elder or elders that are of the devil, get out of there. Don't wait. It doesn't matter if it's your family. You know, if you got a bunch of crooked people in leadership, get out. Carter Conlon, I'm saying his name wrong and I apologize, Pastor Conlon, uh, Carter Cologne, I'm, I'm saying it wrong, but he said, once in a sermon, he said, if you come into the house of God and you've got sin in your life and you're not convicted of it, then you're at a table of devils. And that's just beautiful because you know what? When I come into the house of God or in fellowship around holy people, you know, if I'm not on living right, then I'm going to be convicted of it. You know, and when people come, people don't want to come around me. There are some people that don't want to come around me because, because they get convicted. And I couldn't figure out why these people didn't like me for a long time. I'm thinking, Lord, why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? And it's because, you know what? 
all it is is because I'm just seeking the Lord because I was nice and I wasn't saying stuff to them that I didn't feel like God wanted me to say. And I wasn't constantly rebuking them on their sin either. You know, I think I only, you know, rebuked uh, just a few of them. But the, the point is, uh, and that was because they asked and I didn't even I didn't even really rebuke them. I just told them what the Bible says and they were seeking. So my point is they, uh, you know, a lot of them didn't like me after that because they didn't want to be around me, you know. And that is not fair, but hey, it is what it is. I praise the Lord. Even though I prayed, you know, good, I prayed for them. And, and you know, that's a thing, too. Our attitude towards people really matters. You know what I mean? Really matters. Don't rebuke somebody if you're not ready to go the distance with that person. If you're not if you're not prepared to walk with them through whatever it is, whatever battle they have, be prepared to walk with them through it. Otherwise, shut up and pray and be led of the spirit because you will give account of every idle word. I know that already. That's why I'm telling you out there. You'll give account of every idle word, every idle word you'll get you'll answer for. So make sure that you are sent from the Lord. To do his bidding. Which, you know, that's our job, you see. Okay, so um, I'll go to verse 6. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. So a bishop has to be blameless himself. And, you know, just not saying, you know, take it as you would blameless. He just needs to not be out doing things wrong. You know, there's no accusations pending against him. No one's unsure of whether or not this person is of the Lord or not. And then have only one wife. So don't have more than one, just one. And then your kids can't be uh, riotous. Or unruly. If you got riotous and unruly children, get your house in order first. <coughs> Verse 7. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, but get angry at sin, not given to wine, not no striker, not given to filthy lucre. So don't be interested in a whole bunch of money all the time. Don't drink. I think Christians in 2023 should be sober completely. Well, we're going to use a little wine. Not in America, you shouldn't. Now, if you go to Israel and you meet some Messianic Jews and you're like, oh, wow, let's have, you know, Passover. Or let's do communion and remember Jesus. And they pull out some real wine and you have a little bit all from the same cup. Or maybe from a different cup. I don't know. I don't know about that, folks. Chill. And I know the Bible says use a little bit of wine for your stomach's sake. Now we have Pepto-Bismol. Now we have, uh, you know, purified water, sleep. My point is, don't be drinking because, you know, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And it's it's evil right now. There's demonic influence. Somebody could have been chanting 
over that alcohol that you put. You better not drink regular alcohol. You're drinking regular alcohol. You need to repent. You're not even, you, you're, you're backslidden. You're going out. You're going to a bar. You're like having a drink. You're backslidden completely. And you wist not. You wist not. Well, that's just your opinion, brother. Okay. <laughs> Man, don't die in that condition because the Lord can put a stomach. I'm telling you, if you're hearing this right now, this is God's, this, take this as the Lord telling you, you need, that drinking is disgusting to him. If you're in a bar and you're drinking, that's not of him. That's of the devil. Uh, or if you're at a barbecue with the family members and you're drinking, or you're any place and you're drinking vodka or something, you know, what are you doing? You're, there's no holiness in you. There's no fear of God in your eyes. You're weird. Stop hanging around a church and just be worldly because the Lord wants us to be holy. And he says, uh, not given to wine. So just don't drink. Not a striker. Don't be out fighting people. Don't be soon angry, just yelling and mad about every little thing. Don't do that. Now, if you want to uh, get angry at somebody for sinning, then amen. Because the Bible says, be ye angry. But don't sin by being full of wrath. So you got to be led by God's spirit. But a lover of hospitality. A lover of good men. Sober. There it is again. Just. You don't be having favoritism. Be sober. Be holy. Be temperate. So we're going to stop here because this first episode has went on. And uh, I just praise and thank the Lord for everything that he's doing right now. I praise and thank the Lord for this season. In the next episode, I'm going to come in and look at these words in an old dictionary. I'm going to read the definition of what these things are. So that way we can get a full picture of what it is the Lord would like us to do because we believe scripture is the word of God, right? Real Christians believe scripture is the word of God and these are our instructions so that we can make sure that our will is pressed into the will of God and that we are pushing closer and closer to the Lord Jesus Christ because we know that his day, the day is coming. Jesus is coming soon. So, there is forgiveness in Jesus. There's power in his blood. And right now, I'm just going to pray in the name of Jesus that if you've got any sin on your soul, that, that you will just confess and say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins right now, all my uh, sins that I've committed, Lord, that I know about. Lord God, forgive me of the sins that I don't know about. Lord God, please allow for uh, death to be away from me, allow for sickness to be away from me, allow for uh, lack and poverty to be away from me, allow for me to escape uh, all of unrighteous ways in living and thinking, and please cause your Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me in the way that I should go each and every day. I plead your blood over my life, the blood of Jesus, uh, over my life and the life of my family. All right, thank you guys so much for attending this first uh, episode of season two. I'm so grateful 
Um, you can always email me at yourencouragingbrotherjoshua at gmail.com. God bless you. And until next time, keep praising the Lord. Amen.